0: Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean Cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 275. From time to time, I have the privilege of going on a Royal Caribbean cruise with friends who read, listen, or watch Royal Caribbean Blog. These group cruises have become not just a semi-annual tradition, but a highlight of my cruising calendar. And this week, we're previewing our next Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise on Symphony of the Seas. We'll talk about what a group cruise is, why you might want to join us, and... Discuss the sort of activities we do once on board. Here we go. One of my favorite words or phrases, I guess, in the English language has to be Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise. That's five words. I just counted. And yes, it is awesome. It's that time of year in which we're about to embark on our next Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise. And if we're talking group cruises, if we're talking planning... And if we're talking about somebody else doing all the work while I take the credit, if we're talking with Annette Jackson from
1: M E I Travel of we joining are. us here. <laughs> Welcome Annette. It's the only time I get credit, right? Is That's right, right now at this on this podcast.
0: Well, I'm glad to have you back here, Annette, and Annette does so much work. These group cruises are a lot, but we're going to talk about what a group cruise is and what we got planned for our next one, and Annette and I have been working on group cruises now for a number of years. It's been a real highlight for me, and uh, let's talk about the beginning. Let's back up for a second. If you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Matt, what the heck is a group cruise? Basically, about twice a year now. We invite every single person listening to this podcast, reading Royal posting on Facebook, to come join us on a Royal Caribbean cruise. Because as Annette and I found out from our early days of cruising, cruising is way more fun with friends.
1: Without family. Yes. <laughs> well, with your family, but not extended family. Right. Yeah, it's more know, fun with friends.
0: It's great to be able to share in the experience because you have an opportunity not only to go on a cruise, which we all enjoy, but there's just something more really fun about it when you get to share the experience with other people, you know, other people that you really enjoy. I always tell people, look, if, you, if you're if you reading Royal Caribbean and you like going on a cruise, we're friends because that's all yeah. we need to have in common in order to be friends. And these group cruises are designed to be a really inclusive event in which we say, okay, we want as many people as possible to come join us on there. And uh, this year in 2018, we're going on our second group cruise. You may have heard some earlier episodes from uh, a couple months ago when we were on Explorer of the Seas to Alaska. But our this group cruise is going on Symphony of the Seas, the brand new Oasis-class ship. It's actually the first seven-night sailing that Symphony of the Seas is doing in North America uh we are obviously once rokerman announced symphony of the seas we were all really excited for it it made perfect sense not only to go on a cruise like this to go on symphony of the seas but we picked the very first seven nights sailing because we were just eager beavers wanted to enjoy the opportunity and it's over thanksgiving week so you know we get to avoid those weird awkward family <laughs> what could moments go wrong? right
1: exactly it's just uh, perfect
0: but we put we planned this cruise in net. Oh my gosh, so many years ago now. I mean, I remember. I this was I lived yeah, in a yeah. different house back then. Uh, <laughs> this was like eons ago.
1: The kids were smaller. Yep. You know, but I will say with group cruises, um, you know, Matt says that we work together and we plan these. There's a lot of agents at MEI Travel that work with each and every one of you clients, our clients and our guests to this. Um, I wish I could book each and every person into our group cruises, but a hundred and some odd people, sometimes it's a little difficult to keep up with all all the days in and day out of the booking. But we do have many, many agents at MEI Travel that will take care of you and can work with you on a group cruise or another cruise if you want it. But they take care of that. I work with Matt to make sure the planning goes well. And then because I can't let you go and have all the fun without me. I go to just to make sure that everything runs smooth and to take Absolutely. care of Matt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you that the, uh, you know, if you're again, the group cruise is something we, Annette and I worked a lot at this. And one of the core concepts of a group cruise is we're going on a cruise together. We hold a number of events. We also want these group cruises to be as inclusive as possible, because like I said earlier, we want everybody able to join us. So if you're wondering how do I get on a group cruise, basically you book a Royal Caribbean cruise, but there are certain events, certain perks, certain amenities that are exclusive to folks that book their cruise with our our sponsor travel agent, uh, travel agency rather, uh, Mei Travel, and by doing so. You'll not only be a part of the group cruise events, but there's going to be some special things. We'll talk about that a little bit later about what that entails. But the bottom line is, we want you on the sailing with us. We want everybody to come on there. We've been—I know that I have been—in other communities around the world, and not just cruising, but just in general, where it's been kind of like, "Oh, you have to book this vacation with this person, and if you don't, you're not a, you're not invited." And I'll be honest with you, it didn't rub me the right way. I didn't want to hold my events that way. And so we came up with this model, and it really does work because I think a lot of people do end up booking with MEI Travel anyway because, look, I'll be honest, booking with MEI Travel does support com, and it, there's a, it's a great correlation. We have a great partnership, uh, first and foremost, with MEI Travel, but having that support from so many of you folks allows us to do some of the really fun events that we, get, that we can uh, afford to do, quite frankly, on board the ship. You're going to hear about that in a little bit, but I want you to know that if you're looking at some upcoming group cruises, of which we have many, and we'll have a link in our show notes at realcrumbingblog.com for more information about all of our group cruise events, but I want you to know that uh, these events and these kind of sailings are something we want you to be there for, and certainly if you can join us in our group, that's even better because we get to really uh, pull off some really fun things on there. That's kind of half the fun of these group cruises.
1: But again, if you, if you didn't book with MEI Travel, we still want you to come to the events, there's many, many events. There's just a few that are only exclusive to those that booked with us. So we just Absolutely. don't want that. what's well, a problem.
0: <laughs> what are what your What are some of your favorite past group cruise memories? And like, what's something that you really, you know, maybe we Even though we've done a lot, we've done group cruises on Allure of the Seas, Quantum of the Seas, uh, Navigator of the Seas, Navigator. What are some? I'm going to tell you one. I'm gonna probably okay. steal yours because I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna I go, know. Yeah. See, you know, I'm giving, probably. I'm being the gentleman and giving you time to think, but I'm also stealing probably one of your answers because I'm gonna tell you the one. Of my favorite memories was definitely the in a Navigator of the Seas the Cuckoo Kanuku Aruba <laughs> bus tour thing, and this was something yeah, she that just it, stole it. Yep, because it was a great <laughs> idea that Nick came up with, and I was like, "You want to do what?" And I, I, I know – and I give Annette credit for this because I am sure – I rolled my eyes at the idea and I said, you know what, Annette? Why not? Let's do that because one of the things we like to do on group cruises is hold special events, special excursions, special welcome events, whatever the case may be. But we want to do special things that uh, are people that book into the group with MEI Travel. And on in Aruba, on Navigator of the Seas, we got to go on a bus tour. It was, a, it was complimentary to everybody in the group. And it was – it's hard to explain, but it's so much fun. Basically, it was a school bus painted red with loud classic rock music, Maracas, maracas. and no seatbelts, and a lot of quick turns, and it was so much fun because <laughs> we were all there. It's like you know, it's it's you know, it, we were like we were like all the kids in the back of the bus being bad. Well, it's the whole bus, and we were you know we were laughing, we were cheering. It was just such a fun.
1: How time about going there. around the turn cir- the circles, the yeah, traffic circles, traffic three circles. and four times. Oh my
0: gosh! Yeah, the bus driver would drive around, you know, in the traffic circles. First of all, he was doing probably I would say forty to forty-five miles an hour, and he was just gunning it around the traffic (laughs) circle as fast as he could, like three or four times. (laughs) We're just, you know, with like Leonard Skinner blasting in the background. I mean, that's just that's the recipe
1: for fun. The busload of people singing from age like what you had Aubrey was Aubrey or just Gabby three? We'll just guess with three because I can't remember exactly how that was like a year or so ago. But all the way up to, we had somebody in their eighties out there with us, and so everybody was having a ball. Yeah. So yeah, you just don't mind.
0: What about you? What's a what's another what's a favorite memory for you?
1: Well, I have to say, I really do love going and doing the group shore excursions together. Um, sometimes we do something really big, like in Aruba. Sometimes in Jamaica. Yes, we had a beach day in Jamaica that has some fond memories that I'll just say, go back and listen to those shows and find out why. Yep. Um, but even some of the silly things that we have done, we actually <laughs> on a, why is it always Jamaica now that I'm thinking about it? <laughs> blizzards in Jamaica. Remember when we went to Dairy queen as a group, <laughs> in Jamaica right there in the port, the poor girl did not see 20 people coming for blizzards. Yep. You know, at the DQ. But um, sometimes we do some silly stuff.
0: Yeah, that's part of the fun is that we get a chance to go on – I remember on Quantum of the Seas, we went on the – no, it wasn't Quantum. I'm sorry. It was Allure of the Seas. We went on the Rising Tide bar. And yes. for some reason, I got blamed for breaking the Rising Tide. I wasn't even – I was like sort of near the controls. I was looking at, glancing at the controls. You
1: should never look at the controls. Yeah.
0: The crew member was like, sir, step away from the controls. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> I'm just looking, dude. I'm not touching anything. Um, I have to say,
1: every group cruise we've done, we've had some kind of a- interesting memory. I mean, there's that one Harmony. Who knew we booked the the one of the cruises where they were filming?
0: Yeah, um, uh, that was great. The uh, there movie. was the the uh, <laughs> like Father the movie on Netflix. Yeah. They were on that, but it's just you know, there's so many great memories on there, and that's what really makes it fun. It's the people that are on board with us, because one of the best things about the group cruises is, is truly the opportunity to actually. Literally sit down and talk and hang out because you know, a lot of times we do maybe live shows here on the podcast, we talk on you know, a chat on Periscope or Facebook Live or even our YouTube channel. But look, there's it's nothing because, of course, it's so fleeting. I have to, you know, we have to keep the topic moving, so it's not really the same thing as like, okay, we're gonna hang out at Boleros and let's have a drink and chat. Hey. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Billy from South Florida. I'm not familiar with you, sir. Let's talk some and get to know each other a little bit, right? And you get a chance to to get to know folks and hang out some. And there's there's always a good time. Remember on Explore, this is the last group cruise we did, Annette. There was always a group of us that were hanging out at the R Bar each evening. Yeah, some, maybe closing yeah. down the R Bar occasionally. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that was
1: not me. <laughs> but, uh,
0: getting up in the wind, you know, in the wind, Jamer for breakfast yeah. together, and you know, just it's just. An excuse to hang out. And that's what makes these group cruises so fun. So we've got the symphony group cruise coming up. And I wanted to preview on this week's episode. I mean, this is like the longest intro I've ever done. But
1: I wanted I to know. preview. But see, and I wanted to say something else. So yeah, go I'm going to just butt in here. You know, you may be wondering, how does everybody find each other? How do you find each other on these cruises? We start out with a really me- a good meet. So everybody can meet up. Everybody has a lanyard. So you can wear it if you want. That lets everybody know you're in the group. But we also... Because of Zoom, we are able to, um, everybody, most people in the group are still on their phones. They still have internet. So we have an app that we use so that people can communicate with each other on the ship. So if somebody's before dinner and they're just hanging at a bar, hey, come on down to the pub. There's a bunch of us here. Then everybody kind of knows where people are. So it's Absolutely. another great way of getting involved and um, being able to see where everybody's at.
0: Oh no! I couldn't agree more. It's it's so much fun, and getting a chance to meet. I mean, there's so many people that I never really quote unquote knew before the group cruise, and now like we go on one sailing with them, and it's like, oh yeah, now it's like you know, I was not say we're BFFs by any means, but you really get a. That's when you really get a chance to meet folks, and yeah. for me, it's so gratifying because I know so many people only by their usernames or by their handles, and maybe even I know their name, but it doesn't really mean a whole lot until you get a chance to hang out. So. Big, big right. deal. Um, but today we're going to talk about, we're going to preview some of these events we've got lined up on Symphony. And of course, I'm hoping that perhaps by hearing about this, you'll be able to join us for our upcoming group cruises. We actually have a number. We have actually have our next one is on Mariner of the Seas in March of 2019. Then we have. Which is
1: actually two. Yeah, we
0: have two it's sailings. That's three right. and a four nighter. That's right. We said, you know what? People sometimes feel like short sailings, people like long sailings. Well, you know what? Problem solved because we're doing a three and a four nighter back to back. You can join us for the three, the four, or both. That's even better. Join us for, for both. So um, that, that that works out if you ask me. But uh, we got that in March. Then in July of 2019, we're going to go on Anthem of the Seas out of New York City, Exciting. July 4th, going to Bermuda, San Juan, Labadie, St. Martin, amazing itinerary. And this is over July Fourth weekend, and it's it's nine nights, which sounds like a lot. But if you look at the calendar, it's actually just one week, especially if you get the July Fourth holiday off from work. So it works out. That's gonna be an awesome sailing, Anthem of the Seas, oh, yeah. uh, incredible ship. And then, uh, speaking of awesome, we're gonna <laughs> ring in 2020 on board Freedom of the Seas, uh, out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. So we've got a number of great sailings coming up, and you can get more information about any of these sailings by going to Royal Caribbean Blog.com. Slash events, And, of course, I'll post the links in our show notes at realcreenblog.com so you can see more information about that. So let's talk about Symphony of the Seas and what we got lined up for this well, amazing ship. So many things going on. I mean, it's, it's really hard to pick what we've got going on here. But I'm going to start off, Annette, with actually something that we started doing on – it was on uh, on Explorer, right? The Welcome Back Party or the Welcome Aboard Party, I should say. Yes. Yeah. This was a, this yeah, a yeah, really yeah. fun event. Uh, maybe you can talk about the genesis of this event because this is something that – obviously just started last time but it was such a great hit i thought we had to bring it back
1: well we do a a meet we do the lava flow meet on day one so everybody can get to know each other we have the sail away but then this is actually an hour where we can come together um have some small hors d'oeuvres have some drinks that are provided um at this welcome party this is an exclusive so if you had booked with mei travel then you're included in this event um, but we get a chance to kind of sit around, talk a little bit. You've already met the day before, so now you're just kind of sealing the deal on the on the brand new friendship. There, you're just getting to see <laughs> each other again, making sure you get to you know walk around. I know that's the one thing I kept trying to on explore. I was like, hey, everybody was seated. I'm like, get up, meet people. You know, get around, meet people. These are these are our group. This is our group for the week. So, um, but lots of you know. Alcoholic beverages or non-alcoholic beverages are provided, and um, a little bit of food, but just a nice little time in a private area, just for us.
0: No, it's a really fun event. It's 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 a nice thing to do. It's a great uh, opportunity, and they really do a good job. With the last time, they made us a cake, so who knows what they're <laughs> going to do this time? But I uh, I'm <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's just a nice relaxing event and a great way to kind of again. It's on day two of the cruise. And it's a fun right. way again to get get us started off on the right foot. I think. Uh, what's a what's an event that you got your eye on for the, on the calendar?
1: Well, see, I am kind of looking at skating in the Caribbean, so I am jumping back. Another event that we did first time um, on Explore that so many people begged for it to come back. So here we have it. Um, we have skating private just for our group. Um, this is anybody in the group. You know, had to be booked with Mei. I can say, however, they will only let 50 people on the ice at a time, but that was not a problem when we were on Explorer because so many people are are really there more to videotape you than to actually get on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was actually we did this on Explore. Another this is an event I you know I was excited to do because it, one of the problems, if you will, when I see these on air quotes, is when you go on a roller rink ship and you have ice skating. There's free skating on any ship that has uh, the skating rink, but the thing is you're you're with other guests over there and it get, sometimes there's a line sometimes the ice gets a little crowded. But again, this is an event that we could handle. We rent out this the rink just for us, and I think that's a lot of fun to be able to have that. It's it's kind of you know nice to have a little ex- exclusivity. But at the same time, right. Uh, you're right, Annette. It's an opportunity for some people to actually try it for the first time. My daughter finally got the hook or the handle, I should say, on ice mm-hmm. skating last time, so she is super excited to do this again on Symphony. And it's it. There's something about it. And yes, if you want to come watch me attempt to ice skate, please come. and It's bring comical. The
1: yeah. Oh, it's comical. <laughs> he was never happier that there were others that would help. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> of course,
1: she got it really quick. So after that, you didn't have to go anymore. So Yeah,
0: after a while, she was like, Daddy, leave me alone. I want to go. I'm like, thank God. Right, <laughs> You're go slowing in. me down. <laughs> uh, another event that's – this is an old event, but it's new again. And that's the 5K Kraken Bar Crawl. So on <laughs> every single group cruise we've done, we've done a bar crawl. We always try to do a civilized bar crawl, something like, you know, where it's basically we want to explore the ship. That's what makes the bar crawl fun. And you know it's not really about you know boozing it up. It's more about just hey, let's go to a bunch of different bars, see what they're like because we do this early on in the cruise. So it's a good way to explore the ship, enjoy some beverages, and kind of get to know know each other as well. But someone came up—I forget who it was—and I, I apologize for not remembering who the who came up with this idea. But somebody so that the-
1: likes to exercise. I don't yes. know. <laughs> someone was like, wasn't us?
0: Five K crack and bar crawl because it's a play on words because I like crack and rum. Well, many of our I think uh, blog readers do as well. And 5K, and the idea would be the idea, and this is a very loose idea, is that we would walk around, we would go to a bar crawl, but in between bars, we do a little bit of walking. So at the end of the at the end of the crawl, we would have to complete a 5K. I highly doubt that's going to happen, but it's more of just like hey, it's you know a big what?
1: ship. It yeah. could happen possibly. <laughs> eh,
0: weirder things have happened, especially if we drink enough. Maybe it'll happen, but uh, <laughs> but we'll again,
1: definitely- don't not don't feel like you have to drink to come. Because I will tell you, imagine. 30 people ordering drinks at the same time, (laughs) it gets a little crowded. A lot of people don't drink. They come down. They see what other people are drinking. Um, I will say that was the funniest for me. That first time we did this, um, that frozen mojito thing that you just loved. Oh, yeah. I didn't like. Oh, I didn't like. Um, But it was one of those where you actually got to see different drinks.
0: Oh, yeah. It's Um, great for research.
1: You know, it's good for research and get to see what other people are drinking. You know? Yeah. Outside of your norm. So, however, do not feel like you have to drink to come to this event. Nobody, nobody is, you know, it's very family friendly if yeah, you absolutely. wanted it to be a family, if you wanted your family there.
0: Yeah. No, we try to make these, all these events are pretty family friendly. But yeah, I know when you hear bar crawl, all you can think about is, you know, just, you know, the woo spring break, but it's really not like that. We just, it's an excuse to explore the ship, have some drinks, and, you know, get to know each other. So,
1: and on this ship, we oh. might end, we might slide.
0: Ooh, that's true. You know, on Harmony of the Seas, one of the bars, I think we went up to the, was it the Wipeout? I'm not sure which bar it was, but we just, for, for fun, we ended up on the top deck and we took, we had to get to, we had to get down to the had boardwalk. To. And there's only one way. well, there's had actually, to go to than, I mean, there is more than one way to get down to the, to the boardwalk, but we ended up taking the Ultimate Abyss down because it was just the fastest means of getting from point A to point B. Yep. The Most fun way, also. So, <laughs> you'll never know what what will you know. That's part of the fun of these uh, of these events. And I think, by the way, for those keeping track at home, I'm going to count time we any slides as part of the distance that we're tra- uh, traversing in order to get to.
1: Oh no, that K. definitely counts towards the 5K.
0: Yep, I think so. I think that's totally, totally in the Roadrunner Handbook. Ten uh, floors. Yep. <laughs> what's another? It should count as
1: stairs, you? Matt. It should count as stairs.
0: Oh yes, I like your idea. There you go. Even better. <laughs> What's another event you, uh, you're looking forward to, Annette, on the Symphony Group
1: Cruise? Oh, the event you plan every time, which is our uh, game night, or our game afternoon, I guess. I always look forward to hearing where Matt's going to take us on our game day. Um, and we're going back to Match Game, and I'm so excited about it because that was so much fun. Um, oh my goodness, that was so much fun. Um, yeah, we did uh, so, match,
0: game, match Game, the classic 70s show. Although they have brought it back, actually. I don't know if you've seen the new yeah, one with uh, Alec Baldwin.
1: I have. I just I don't know. I like the classic. Yeah,
0: I do too. I think it's the one on CBS is heavily edited now. It's like it seems like there's a lot of jokes that are missing in between because they're probably like appropriate. <laughs> there were
1: a lot more jokes, yes. There yeah. and, and I will say for anybody listening that's coming, we we were more the classic version of yes. the last cruise.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we're doing the classic version and it's it's a lot of fun. We did this on uh Navigator, right? Navigator or Freedom? Some group cruise we've done. Before. I
1: know. Look, we're, yeah. let's just name it ship. It was yeah. some group. Somebody, somebody's yelling at their at their headphones now.
0: It's it's Jody actually who's yelling at it right now. But uh, <laughs> yes, I do know which one to. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. We did that for for uh, that, a past group cruise, and we're bringing it back. Basically, the idea is we literally we we have a panel of some folks who are interested in volunteering. Just like you have a panel of six people, and that you don't get to volunteer. You're assigned to be on the panel. And uh, so we have five <laughs> other folks joining the panel who get to uh, be our panel. It's not and always people- a
1: good thing, to be honest. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then people playing uh, who can, you know, be the contestants. We have our audience. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. And we make it actually Royal Caribbean-themed match game. So the que- – the, the, not the questions. The, the, I don't know what you call them. The, each answer or topic? whatever. Each, each yeah. topic, yeah, is yeah. Royal Caribbean-themed in some way or another. So it's a lot of fun, and we did this on a past cruise, and we're bringing it back again. So I'm really looking forward to uh, checking this out because uh, I think it's gonna be, I think it's even be better than last time. So.
1: And it's not a game show if they are not prizes. That's true. There are
0: prizes. Yeah, we're not we're not just playing for fun here. Um. So we talked about some of the other ones. I'm gonna talk about also about one of my favorite things we're doing on this group cruise. You know, one of the things I mentioned earlier was we tend to we always want to give back to everybody who supports us with our group cruise bookings, right? We get people that the more people that book into the group cruise through our sponsor at MEI Travel, the bigger our group is in Royal Caribbean's eyes. Because you can have a bunch of people who, you know, if a hundred people, let's say, just book rooms on their own, that's not a group in Royal Caribbean's eyes, even though it's a group in actuality. But What what, when you have people actually book into the group with with one agent or one agency, I should say, that gives Royal Caribbean says, "Oh man, you guys got a big group. We're going to allow you to do more interesting things on board. And the bigger the group, the more interesting things we can do. And on this cruise, we have the opportunity to really stretch our arms a little bit." And we have, uh, and again, the the special events that we hold for people that book with MEI Travel will vary from sailing to sailing. It's not always the same thing. It's not always the same amenities. It just depends on the sailing, quite frankly. But on this sailing, we're going to be doing uh, not one but two special shore excursions. One shore excursion is for folks that booked with MEI Travel. So anybody who booked with MEI Travel is going to be joining us for an exclusive group shore excursion in Roatan. And then on top of that anyone who booked with MAI travel and is a Royal Caribbean blog insider, you get another exclusive shore excursion opportunity in Costa Maya. And Annette, I, I know you. You no one has worked harder on these two things than Annette has. The <laughs> amount of – to say that she ran, she's run around in a couple circles would be an understatement. But Annette, with all that being said, now that your feet are totally tired, but I, it was all worth <laughs> it. I'm telling you right now because I cannot wait to uh, go to these places in Roatan and Costa Maya and – Again, say thank you to everybody who supported us.
1: Yes, and, and you know we wish I know we, we mentioned before that Aruba didn't have a charge to it, and I wish we could always do that. We actually have that 15 to 20 dollars that we did ask you guys to pay towards um, your short excursion. It really um, not a bad deal for a short excursion, I don't think, if you look at the especially, cost of what they are.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially considering that in both cases there's uh, unlimited alcohol. Uh, food yeah. being served as well it's a it's an all-inclusive type opportunity in both places so the nominal fee really just covers i think mostly the opportunity to uh, make sure that people who are committing to this are actually going to show up right you
1: know? <laughs> yeah and- if it was free it'd be kind of easier for you to just go oh i'm gonna stay in bed today yep. and then somebody else might could have gone so this kind of just so we're just putting it out there yep um that's that's why we did what we did, and I think you know it makes sense. But all that goes right back into your shore excursion and into the stuff that we're doing for the group.
0: Yeah, so it's a great opportunity to be able to go on again—not one, but two potentially—if you're both yes. booked into the group and a Royal Caribbean Insider. And many of you are, by the way, which is totally awesome. And we get to—I love when we get to explore and enjoy these places together because there's just—it's just. It's just again, like I said earlier, at the start of this podcast episode, you know, part of the fun, what, the reason why we do these group cruises is because it's more fun to cruise with friends than not. And this is true of shore excursions as well. And it makes it for a lot of fun. So, I think it's going to oh, be yeah. uh, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to being able to... Uh, we're checking out somewhere new in Roat's and some place I've never been before. But we're also going to one of my favorite places ever in Costa Maya called Maya Chan. So, we're going to be able to share both experiences there. Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the beach, up.
1: Oh, two beach, two beach days. I really hope you are. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> I will say that, um, you know, there are 30-minute bus rides to and from. So um, those are always, I got to say, <laughs> I'm just laughing because this is just, it never fails. We have lots of fun memories from our, our bus rides over and back um, to our short excursions. So just know, you know, I'm pretty positive there'll be something something I don't know what you're talking
0: about Annette I've never I I can't recall any problems ever with any transportation options that have
1: no we've never had any problems (laughs) just be prepared for I can say definitely from in Costa Maya if you're going on that one it is a bumpy um, dirt road uh, for like the last 10 to 15 minutes so it's fun
0: just 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 take a shot after every bump it's all it's all good
1: (laughs) but going over as a group we are going over as a group Um, so um, you know well we're going to have some fun on the ride over because, you know, that's what we do.
0: Absolutely. Uh, let's we bring about,
1: Aruba to, you know. <laughs> to let's, talk about,
0: let's talk about some of their – some tips maybe in that for folks who may be new to group cruises, thinking about booking one, whether they're on Symphony with us or on a future group cruise. And, you know, I think that there's definitely some good – uh, best practices would be the best. That's the nerd in me talking, but I'm not sure what the right way of saying that is. The, some good ideas. That just made all
1: the fun of a group cruise go yeah, away. These I are know. best practices. <laughs> a,
0: some good ideas for how to really take advantage of the group cruise. And I'm going to tell you, I think my first tip for if you're going on a Real career blog group cruise is to go to as many events as you can. I get you don't really know anybody, and you may be concerned that you're kind of shy. I Certainly I can understand that. But I'll tell you that everyone else is in the same situation. It's like first day of school, right? You, everyone is kind of like, oh, geez, who are all these people here? I don't remember anybody. But you know, mm-hmm. as you go there, I've generally found our community is very welcoming, very friendly. And if you're willing to smile and say hello, before you know it, you're going to know people's names. You're going to be hanging out. But the key is to come to as many events as you can, uh, because I really feel like, I think quite frankly it's part of the appeal of the group cruise to come to the events that we're holding but it also behooves mm-hmm. you from a social aspect because that's when you get to really meet people hang out and and i would say with without a doubt number 1 is try to come to as many events as you can because it's just you just stand to benefit from it
1: yeah and in even even if you can't come to all of them the earlier you come the better because yeah. then you know um we're having a pizza party at the hotel uh be- the night before so if you're in the area and want to come you can slide on over. We're just going to all hang. And then the next day we have the Lava Flow meet, which is the very first meet. Um, I I am going to be speaking to everybody. I can speak to a window, a wall, a door. I can, <laughs> I, I can help you meet people. So if you are that shy person and you're like, I really wanted to know who John was, can you point out who John is? Come find me. Let me know. I will make sure you you you're kind of walked over in that direction and introduction is done so you can get to know some of the people that you've seen on the boards. So just know that's one of the reasons why Matt and I have this here, these first two meets together. So in the beginning night prior, so you're seeing people even when you're checking in, that's on the group cruise with you. And then also um, at that lava flow meet, you will also take advantage of those group (laughs) t-shirts
0: Yes, um, I,
1: I, I I I said that's a plug for you, I guess. Thank you. But really, <laughs> when when you see somebody that's walking around with their insider or the Symphony Group T-shirt on before they get on board and they get their lanyards and their credentials, you know immediately they're in yep. your group.
0: And I'll point out that for every group cruise, including the Symphony Group cruise, we have an we always have an official T-shirt for the cruise. And if you do elect to buy one, thank you. Uh, also, make sure you wear it on day one, on the first embarkation day, day. That's our unofficial day to do because for Annette's point, it's such a great way to meet people because inevitably you're going to be standing in line maybe to board the ship, maybe to check in, maybe the Windsor and you're going to see someone wearing the shirt. And it's a great conversation starter because you already know, oh, they're on our cruise with us. They're part of the group. So get a chance to meet them. Also – uh, to that point, that something we're doing new this year is that, that we always have lanyards and name tags or ID tags, I should say, that show that you're on the group cruise. You can wear them around the ship. Another easy way to identify each other. But this year, that I put on the bottom of them name tags, a little place to write your name or your or your username or whatever people know you as. So that way you can be like, oh, that'll help. Yeah, you know, you may not know that you know so and so, you know, John Smith is the person's name, but it's really you know their username. You know them by that point from Periscope or Facebook or whatever. Like, oh, I know that person is the message boards, right? And you have that. So again, we want to make this as welcoming as possible. So that's another great tip in it. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Also, you know, if you're going to have even before we go, if you're on this group cruise or any other group cruise that we do, we've used the GroupMe app for. Four cruises now, Mm -hmm. I think, Um, and it's great because it gives you the calendar of the events that are official. We have an official site. This is this is what's going on here, and we have that so that we can communicate if there's changes, if there are updates. We we did. I don't remember what it was. Navigator. Oh, it was Navigator. Where all of a sudden in the middle of the day, the captain decided that we were going to jump from one to two o'clock, and we had to meet at two. Oh, wow! Um, all right, one I'm not sure It was something like that Remember we had so many problems Trying to figure out When What time the meet Really was going to be So Sometimes there's some uh, Announcements we have to Kind of throw out there Or You know Billy and Matt may be sitting in the pub And go hey We're down here at the pub Come see us um, that, That's but, a hypothetical um, I'm
0: not sure that would ever Really happen But <laughs> That happens well, all time. It, yeah. it just depends on where It just depends
1: on where Billy's whiskey is Or whatever that stuff is That smelly stuff he drinks So, um, But no, so definitely, even if you're not going to have access to internet on board, Mm -hmm. go on and jump into the app and get to know people. People have already started chatting right now for the symphony group cruise. Um, And um, if you don't have Voom on board the ship, I go around with reminder cards every night. So if something changes or if there's an update or just a reminder, hey – we're meeting at this location tomorrow for the shore excursion. I will be personally going around and putting those on your doors. So I know that not everybody has internet. So I try to keep everybody involved. Plus everybody on the group cruise has access to any kind of number to get me. Um, My stateroom number where I'll be working during the days um, on the ship and um, my cell phone number and group me. So I can always update you that way too. I, I think we, we definitely try to make ourselves really, really available to help
0: Yep. And by the way, GroupMe, the group. if, you're, if we need to make it clear, I'm not sure if we did. GroupMe is an app that you – it's a free app to install on either your iPhone, your Android phone. I think it's on other devices as well. And uh, basically, it's our chat application. So there's no cost to yeah. use GroupMe. Obviously, you need to have a Voom internet package for it. But as Annette said, if you don't, it's okay. We're still going to keep you in the loop, let you know of any changes or anything that you need to know about. Uh, on day one, we'll provide you with a schedule. You'll get a lanyard. You'll get the whole – with the whole kit and caboodle welcome there, uh, and that's part of the services again. One of the one of many wonderful services that MEI Travel provides. So that way you're clued in and you're part of the fun and you're off to the races. So definitely, I, I agree. Uh, the app is a really good uh, opportunity. Also, if you've been on a group cruise before, maybe you're listening here and you've been on one or two. Maybe you know some of the folks out there. Maybe you've gone to a meetup we've done in Orlando or New York or. Uh, we've done, where else have we done meetups? I've done meetups elsewhere, but other places. Uh, I'll tell you, Washington. That was the other place we've done, it, DC. Um, regardless, if, even if you know people, my suggestion is to actually still reach out to people you don't know because a lot of people that are new on the cruises, you may actually know them from their handle or something like that, but there's so much opportunity to meet new people. So don't limit yourself. Always, you know, if you see another person wearing a lanyard, a, a Royal Cream blog t shirt, Someone in our group, you know, say hi to them because not only you, they maybe end up being you know your really good friend on the sailing and, and and future sailing. So you know definitely take advantage of that and uh, you know reach out there uh, new people. I know it's kind of daunting. And as Annette said, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat what Annette said because it is really important. I'm glad you mentioned it, Annette. If you're new and you're and you're I don't say concerned, but you're kind of shy or you're not sure where to start or you know you kind of feel like, uh, am I doing the right thing? Always feel free to reach out to myself or Annette. We're happy to help. We're happy to direct you. We're happy to introduce you to very talkative people who will carry the entire conversation for you, and you can just nod <laughs> and smile, and you'll be part of the whole fun. There's, trust me. What are Billy you saying,
1: will,
0: Matt? I'm, I'm saying Billy will talk to you on for hours if you'd like <laughs> to about the history of cruising and icebergs and and I don't know what else he talks about, but Kale. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the point is we want you to be part of it. So please, if you're if you feel like you know you're a little shy, I'm always happy to help you. are Not bothering us. That's that's like number no. one thing. You know, so no,
1: and especially I know I sit down and I work down on the promenade, but that's so I'm available to anybody. You can stop by, please stop by and <laughs> interrupt me working. Um, so I'm just checking in back home to make sure everything's going okay back in the office, but I can do that at other times too. But when I'm sitting on the promenade and I say, Hey, I'm out here, mm-hmm. wherever you see me, I am I'm available because awesome. I'm representing our whole entire company to be there with you. To uh, try to make sure that everything runs smooth for everyone.
0: Well, on that note, I'm going to... But we can't
1: forget. You can't forget the last thing we do. What's that? We're talking about not being shy and coming to all the meets. You have to come and be a part of the podcast at the end.
0: That's right. We do on the end of the cruise. I know it's kind of depressing because it's the end of the cruise. But we do record, always record a live podcast episode. You can listen to... Every groupies we've done, you can listen to that episode we've recorded from on board the ship. But if you're there, you definitely got to come to that because obviously if you're listening to this episode. Well, clearly listen to the podcast. So we'd love to have you be a part of it. You do have the <laughs> opportunity, by the way. We have we actually after a couple podcasts, we're like, okay, we need to just we need to make seating people who want to be on the podcast, like you know, yeah. talk versus people who just want to <laughs> listen and watch, which is okay too. If you're not talking or you don't want to be on there, I totally understand. But please come feel feel your witness, if not be a part of. The live podcast recording absolutely true annette uh, and again that'll is be this a where nice we step.
1: wait a minute on explorer was this in the chapel where we did it
0: this was in the chapel yeah we were oh.
1: <laughs> we needed
0: a quiet place to record a podcast and ain't nowhere quieter than a chapel <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're not going to chapel this time but yeah, just just kind of funny
0: <laughs> yeah that was a fun one but uh on that note annette i am super excited for this. thank you by the way annette in advance for all the hard work you've done to make this a reality uh, I know that we're going to have an awesome time on this sailing. It's many years in the making, but uh, I really, really cannot wait. And obviously, I also want to make a quick plug here. Uh, during the, If you're listening to this episode, at least um, at some point, when it <laughs> recently came out, I would point out that I'll be live blogging everything at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, so make sure you follow along for that. There'll be not only photos from some of the events we're doing, but also what we're doing, what I'm doing on the rest of the cruise, so check that out. Uh, but I can't wait to see you in down in Miami.
1: I know. So exciting. And the, the, how exciting to be doing a group on the first week it's sailing. I'm yes. just so excited. Super, oh, super. Amazing.
0: All right. Let's dive into some listener emails. This is the part of the podcast where I go to the emails that you've sent me. I think maybe i established that already and read them and we answer some real Caribbean questions, talk about real Caribbean cruising and otherwise Take any opportunity to talk cruising in general. Of course, you can always send me your emails by emailing them to matt, M-A-T-T, at Royal blog.com. No, our first email, not even next. Man, I'm already jumping the gun on this. Our first email is from Brian who writes, Hello Matt, recently discovered your Royal Caribbean blog podcast and I really enjoy it. Although my wife and I have been on over 30 cruises, only one has been on with Royal Caribbean and that was on Voyager of the Seas way back in two- 2008. We'll be doing a back-to-back-to-back on a Waste of the Seas uh, quite soon. I'm wondering what the procedure will be for our two turnaround days. We have the same stateroom for all three weeks. Brian, thank you so much for the email and the good news is when you go on your cruise, you should be getting a letter at some point during the beginning of each sailing that you're on, with instructions on what to do at the end of that particular sailing. Essentially what's going to happen is you're going to go to a special area of the ship, some designated spot, where you and other consecutive cruisers will meet You'll be escorted through the disembarkation and embarkation process, and then you're off to the races. The good news is, since you have the same room, you won't have to worry about not having your access to your room until 1 o'clock. You can just keep all your stuff there. Your stateroom attendant should know about it. Certainly let them remind them, though, Brian. You know, that's probably a good idea. Like, hey, by the way, I'll be here the next two sailings. And that way, you're out with your, all your stuff there, and you'll be able to uh, have access to your room and obviously have access to the ship. Uh, pretty much, you'll be the people. You'll have almost like the ship to yourself for like an hour or two, in between when everyone's getting off the ship and the new guests arrive from the next sailing. But you'll get a whole letter in your stateroom explaining the whole process. But it's pretty simple. There's not a whole lot more to it than just that. It's kind of a really, really cool uh, opportunity. No question about it. One of those things I think a lot of. If you've never, I haven't done it yet. I've only heard stories about this many, many times. And I'm going to potentially do this actually on my Symphony of the Seas sailing. We'll find out. I'm definitely doing it on a Mariner of the Seas in March of next year. So, one way or another, I've got a back-to-back coming up very, very soon. Next, we have an email from Keith, who writes, Hey Matt, I was listening to the email portion of episode 269 this morning, and Nancy from Tampa was questioning the Crown & Anchor discounts. At one point, she mentioned the fact that she was surprised the discount wasn't greater than what she was given. It is worth noting that in the seemingly never-ender BOGO 50% off sales that Real Caribbean definitely uses math to their advantage when applying the discounts. Instead of taking the discount off the bottom line, they apply the discount prior to taking the BOGO discount, which, in effect, reduces the discount. For example, using round numbers, if the cruise fare is $1,000 per person and you receive a $100 crown and anchor discount, the pricing without the discount will be $2,000, 1,000 times 2, less the BOGO 50 of $500 for a total of fifteen hundred dollars, when the crown and anchor discount is applied, they work it as such: base fare two thousand dollars less crown and anchor discount, which is one hundred dollars, given a net fare of nineteen hundred dollars, which is 19, $9.50 per person. They now apply the Bogo fifty discount, which will be four seventy five, leaving a net fare of fourteen twenty five. By taking crown and anchor discount prior to the Bogo deal, they have effectively reduced the discount in this example from one hundred dollars to seventy five dollars. I excluded port fees and taxes for clarity, since they are in the same either case and wouldn't be added to the fair regardless. Additionally, if they have an onboard credit promotion, there's almost always not combinable with your Crown & Anchor discounts, so it effectively reduces or can even eliminate your Crown & Anchor discounts. Keith, thank you for the email and you're absolutely right. I mean, first of all, sure to warn everybody there would be math on this episode of the podcast, but I'll also tell you that this is not uncommon. I mean, you go to retailers and you if you stack coupons of any kind, inevitably they always do the discount to their own favor. You know, the, the you know, when you go to a restaurant and you have a 50% off you know, coupon. That's obviously before gratuity and taxes. Those are supposed to, you know, be the same as other things. I mean, this is not unique to Royal Caribbean. I, I think that's probably the important thing to do. You're not. Keith is 100 percent right. I'm not going to deny anything he just said there. But this is not something that you know they're the only ones who do this. This is by far in <laughs> any commercial industry. I mean, look, you're going to have stack discounts. They're going to do that. I think the issue that the issue I find is not even with what Keith is describing. It's that I think that it's not clear enough what you know bogo 50% off is or you know certain discounts it it can be kind of misleading a lot of times i often get listener emails from folks who you know are looking at a drink package discount they see that there's a 30% off discount hey that's great because i paid you know 50 dollars for my drink package before but now 30% less looking forward to that but it's already been taken off it was it's off the onboard fares and it's, it's you know it's it's it can be kind of confusing but this is marketing 101 and you know this unfortunately happens from time to time uh, but I I hate to say that as you cruise more and more, you kind of get used to it and you understand the math a little bit better. But it is important to understand how the discounts work. And if you do look at the math, if you look at the whole breakdown, you can see exactly how it's being done. And it is, does behoove you, to Keith's point, though, to fully understand what the discount is and how it's being applied to you. So, Keith, thank you for the email. I do appreciate that. Next, we have an email from... The Greist Clan in Connecticut, it's Lizbeth from Stratford, Connecticut, Greist will we'll be joining you for our 10th anniversary on the July 4th podcast out of New Jersey on Anthem of the Season, that's a Royal Green Blog Group cruise, and we are really excited. We have the same cruise booked for the July 28th date and moved to the 4th so that we can join you on the podcast cruise. We also want to thank you for recommending MEI Travel. As you know, they're our sponsor, and we have started using them, and, and sponsor or not, Charla is fantastic. I cannot imagine not using her. The kids and I love listening to you on the way up to the Children's Hospital in Hartford, and you always keep it clean and get them excited for the, for keeping them excited as well for things to look forward to. Two questions. Number one, I know we will most likely not see any significant price drops for our sailing because it is July, but do you think we might see a drink package deal come out? Ooh, that's a good question, Elizabeth. I'll tell you, first of all, shout out to the kids in the car. Hey, Elizabeth's kids, Grice's kids. (laughs) Um, But I'll also tell you that uh, for the discount, the price of the drink package does vary. It goes all over the place. I think there will be some variation, inevitably. Elizabeth, in my experience, and I can't obviously promise anything, but in my experience, the drink package prices seem to fluctuate on almost every sailing. Not a lot. We're not talking about like you know, one day it's fifty dollars a person, the next day it's twenty dollars a person. Far from it. But it may shift two or three dollars here or there. My recommendation is, if you know you're going to get the drink package, you should buy it now. You should go bucket immediately. Stop the car on the side of I ninety one. And pull, that's a local reference right there. And and book the, no, I'm just kidding. Do it when you get home. But the reason why you want to do that, why you want to book the drink package now is the drink package might go up in price. And by booking it now, you protect yourself against a price increase. But if it does go down between now and our sale date, you have the opportunity to cancel and rebook with no penalty. That's one of the nice things about those pre cruise purchases. You can always cancel and rebook. So uh, you have nothing to lose other than the fact that you're putting the money out now instead of later on. And I'd also point out by booking it now, you also get a chance to, you know, separate the cost, right? You know, your your credit card bill, this episode's coming out here in November of 2018. So obviously, you know, if you booked it today, you know, maybe your next credit card billing cycle in December, you pay off the drink package. But I like having it spread out, those kind of payments, rather than everything lumped together. And then you're like, oh, you can never go on a vacation again. Uh Elizabeth's next question is, our kids have no immune systems. We don't want to do too much off the ship with them, but we'd like to get them uh, off the ship in each port. Are there family-friendly beaches in each of the ports that we're visiting that are with the kids? Or anything that would be a must-do with them? There will be eight and nine. Thanks, uh, Thank you, Hugh, for the fantastic work. There's definitely some great beaches where we're going. In fact, I would say, Elizabeth, where we're going is visiting some of the nicest beaches outside of the Southern Caribbean. I mean, we're going to some really nice places. I mean, you've got Bermuda. Horseshoe Bay is definitely a family-friendly spot. There's actually, when you go to Horseshoe Bay, there's, as I recall... On the left side, when you get to the beach, is what I would call the normal beach. And on the right side, there's a little protected, co- protective cove, which is great for kids, or not strong swimmers, let's put it that way, because there's not a lot of surf. I remember when we went there a number of years ago with my first daughter, she was like, I don't know, maybe a year old or two years old, maybe at the most. Anyway, she couldn't swim. So we had, that was great for her because she could just splash around. So that's really nice. Royal Roherne's private destination. You don't have to do anything there. You can, you'll, <laughs> you're, you're, you're all set with that in San Juan, Puerto Rico, you know, San Juan, you could go to a beach. There's not many beaches that are in old San Juan. What you'd have to do is take a taxi or a lift or take a shore excursion and go to one of, there are beaches around, don't get me wrong, but you're gonna have to go to some of the newer areas of San Juan that, uh, I think Carolina is the name of the area There's some really nice beaches out there. Uh, It's, you know, a bunch of, you can get a day pass there, no problem at all. And St. Martin, oh my gosh, such great beaches. Grand Case Beach is what I recommend. Uh, That's a terrific choice right there. So, Elizabeth, hopefully that will uh, help you out there. And, of course, always feel free to reach back out. And, again, another shout out to the Grice Kids for listening here. Love you guys. Can't wait to meet you guys on board the sailing. It's going to be awesome. All right, time for another email. Yes, keep it going here. Uh, And our next email is from... Who is this from? Oh, it's from Stephanie Brown, who writes, Thanks to the recent podcast review of Mariner of the Seas. My family and I are going on Navigator in March 2019, uh, post-amp. means post-amplified. so it was a good primer on possible updates we may experience. We're sailing Royal Caribbean regularly, including Symphony this past summer. We never heard about a red event that both you and your guests mentioned in relation to the ice skating venue. Can you let us know what it is or give us a link in the May explain. We love the blog. Reference it a lot. You are a great resource, and we look forward to more posts. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for the kind words and the email. Of course, Red is a special dance event. It's a nightclub experience. It first came on with Harmony of the Seas, and since then, I think it's been ex- it's been obviously rolled out to some other ships. It's a nightclub experience. They just take a venue on Harmony of the Seas. It was in the ice skating rink, Studio B, and it's if you've ever been to a nightclub, Stephanie, that's exactly what they're trying to do there. There's a lot of you know oops, 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 and lights and. Music's so loud, you can't talk, and yeah, you heard me already go about about that on the other episode, but that's basically what it's like, uh, and it's a, it's, it, what it is essentially, of course, Royal Caribbean has nightclub experiences on many ships, this is not, you know, the first time Royal Caribbean has had this, but what it is, I think, is it's more about offering a nightclub experience, rather than just, like, a DJ spinning tunes, that's really what it's all about, so, uh, it's a nightclub, if you enjoy music, or dancing, or whatever it is people do with those things, <laughs> it's all for you, alright, next time for our next email, it is from John Sherrett who writes, "I'm at regarding uh, really enjoy your blog. It makes me look forward to my next cruise in May, which is so far away at the moment. I enjoyed the last podcast about Mariner of the Seas. We spent two weeks on Independence of the Seas last summer after her refit, and I have to say I love the new additions. As a 45 year old big kid, the slides were great. The sky pad was awesome, but would call it an inverted bungee rather than a trampoline. Five minutes bouncing on that in the Mediterranean certainly worked up a sweat, I can tell you. The laser tag was enjoyed by all age kids." Going on with grandma, grandpa, and the whole families, in fact. So other listeners don't think it's just for kids. You're you can't run it you can't run it, so it isn't just for people who were super fit. I highly recommend it. For the shoes, the only restrictions seemed to be that you had to wear closed-toed shoes uh, so no sandals or flip-flops. There wasn't anything about laces that I can remember. However, on Independence of the Seas, I cannot say that I really enjoyed Playmakers. It was a huge space, which for our crew spent most of the time empty, apart from younger teenage kids at the arcades. I don't have anything against kids, but they already have a huge arcade at the top of the ship, so the second one in a bar I really don't get. I played a few games of pool, and the tables were are 100% not Self-leveling, which makes the game very interesting, if a bit of if a bit random and impossible. If the chip is angled or at a dock, I play. I think playmakers on Independence could easily be half the size or utilize more. I didn't try the food, but friends did, and all the food was highly recommended. The nachos and tenders were a big hit. Fish and chips were popular again, but with free food of similar quality just inside the door at the Windjammer, I really didn't get the point of it. We had an inside promenade room, which I really enjoyed, so we'll have it again on Explorer of the Seas. We're on Explorer next year, so looking forward to seeing what it's like on a smaller ship. And we're still hoping for stateside cruises, as we as you are selling uh, them so well to us. Since we have to fly to the U.S. from Europe, we were wondering if you think a seven to eight night Caribbean is better option than a back back to back four night cruise. Are there any advantages disadvantages in terms of choice of ship? Also, which is best for a first-timer, Western or Eastern Caribbean? Is it true that on a back, back, back-to-back, back you still have to disembark and do customs again? Finally, which if an itinerary would suit a 14-year-old boy? Thanks again once for all the informative podcasts, and I love the live blogs and Periscopes as well. Well, John, I appreciate the email, dude. Appreciate, that. Thank you very much. Uh, let's answer some of your questions here. First of all, I thank you for the feedback on Independence of the Seas and Playmakers especially. You know, I think the fact that I'll, I'll be able to experience it here in a little bit when I go on Symphony of the Seas... John, uh, but you know it is a very large venue. In fact, on Symphony, it takes up the entire side of the boardwalk, so it'll be interesting to see how it gets used on on that sailing as well, so I'll have to see that, but I appreciate your feedback. Let's talk about some of the questions there. If you're going on a seven- or eight-night cruise or a back-to-back four-nighter, definitely seven- to eight-night cruise. The reason being, you're going to get much more itinerary variation. The issue that you're going to find with the back-to-back four-nighters is you're probably going to like one port, and it's probably the same port. Uh, in fact, most in fact, I can't, I'm trying to think of an, of an uh, exception to this. But most four-night cruises out of Florida go to Cozumel, which isn't bad. I love Cozumel, and I've gone to Cozumel like eight times this year. But uh, I'll tell you that if I had to choose, I'd probably do the longer sailing just simply because you're going to get a better itinerary uh, in terms of different ports you're going to visit. So there's no question about that. In terms of which is better, Western or Eastern, they're virtually identical. I mean, there's, you know, you, you there's, there's a long-standing debate as to which is better and which one, you know, kind of... Makes more sense, and you know whatnot. I, I don't know that you can really make a, a scientific rationale that one is better than the other. I like Cozumel in the Western Caribbean. I like Saint Martin in the Eastern. I like uh, I like Labedin in the Western. I like San Juan in the Eastern. You know, I, I can take or leave Jamaica. I can take in the Western. I can take or leave Nassau, uh, Saint Croix, uh, some of the other ones in the Eastern as well. So it's you know, it, it goes both ways. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, I would tell you that if, if you had to choose, if you had to put say, Matt, you got to pick one. You got to pick one. I'd pick Eastern just simply because if you go to St. Thomas, it means you can normally go to St. Megan's Bay, but maybe St. John. You got San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's probably a little bit better beaches uh, if that matters to you. But honestly, if there's a big price difference or something like that, don't think twice about it. I wouldn't even, it really wouldn't factor much into my decision. Especially since you haven't been to either one, you should just look at other factors and the itinerary is the itinerary. And in terms of the uh, back-to-back, yeah, I mean, you don't have to... You do a different style. It's more of a hybrid approach to customs. You do actually go through a disembarkation process. But again, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, you have the opportunity to uh, be escorted through it. So it's a little... It's not. you're not actually, you know, you're not getting off the ship, going back through security checking and all that stuff. It's more of an expedited process since you're already on there. And which ships I turn would you do to suit a 14-year-old boy? I would tell you that the older the teen, and teens in general... I would definitely lean towards the larger, newer ships. You've been on Independence of the Seas. Great ship for that. You've got Freedom of the Seas out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. That does seven-night cruises to the Southern Caribbean, which I would tell you would be a great choice for you. You could also go on, obviously, any of the Oasis-class ships. They offer seven-night sailings, and those are great for kids. So uh, I just because with older, ki- older kids, not necessarily older teens, but older kids, and a 14-year-old, I think, qualifies as that, you're, they're going to want to do more things. They're going to need a little more variety of activities. Depends on your kids. Some kids just, you know, maybe read a book and <laughs> chill out. But if you're, I, I feel like in general that uh, some of the newer large ships would be a better fit for them. So, uh, John, thank you for the email. Appreciate it. Let's move on to our next email. It is from somebody who didn't put their name. Don't forget, guys, when you write your email, put your name in here. So I'm going to assume this is Billy from CruiseHabit.com. Hello, Matt. I love kale. Oh, wait, that's definitely not Billy <laughs> Here's where they really wrote. Now, good afternoon, Matt. I just heard you on the past podcast that the times listed for shore excursions and such were listed as ship time. On our cruise to Bermuda, it says we arrive at 4 p.m. Does that mean it will be Eastern or 3 p.m. Bermuda time? Good question. Uh, in my experience, the times listed on Royal Caribbean's website are always ship time, which usually means Eastern time, if your ship leaves from the Eastern time. The decision to go to change time zones is up to the captain. And I've seen it done both ways. I've seen it where you do change times. I've seen it where you don't change times. It depends on the captain. There's no definitive way to know which what the case will be. But don't worry about it because you'll still have the same amount of time in port. And certainly you will be notified many, many, many times on board the ship as to what you'll be doing. But it's kind of up to the ship. And I, again, I've seen it where we've changed times. And I've seen it where we didn't change times. I wish I could give you some kind of rationale or way to handicap it, but there really isn't one. It's just one of those things that just, (laughs) you just got to go with the flow. Next, we have an email from Brian Torpy, who writes, Hey Matt, wanted to let you know that another reason to deal with the Royal Caribbean. After taking a Norwegian cruise recently and waiting to see my points posted in my Norwegian account, I was informed by NCL does not give latitude reward points to any bookings made with a travel agent discount or an interline discount, like airline employees, which I am. Conversely, I have checked with Royal Caribbean and Carnival, and both absolutely give their respective loyalty programs uh, rewards to both of the discounted bookings. Between this and NCL's cost increases, I'll never sail with them again. Royal Caribbean solely from now on for me. Just want to let you know thanks for all the entertainment. Brian, thank you for the email. I'm kind of surprised to hear that, quite frankly, especially if that seems to be the norm among other cruise lines. You know, I mean, one thing if the cruise lines do is they kind of all adopt the same policies sooner or later. And the fact that Carnival and Royal Caribbean offer this, but not Norwegian, is kind of surprising. Also, I would say almost equally surprising, if not more surprising, is the fact that your interline discount is a, is either combinable or superior to what Royal Caribbean offers. Royal Caribbean offers a lot of different discounts out there. We should, I think we've mentioned that in past podcasts. There's there's uh, military discounts, right, whether you're a veteran or active duty. There's, uh, there's educator discounts. There is first responder discounts. And there are sometimes discounts for Interline, which is people who work in like the airline industry, uh, other travel industries that I can't think of right now off the top of my head. But they have these discounts. But in a lot of cases, they're not usually combinable. And in most cases, because they're not combinable, most people tend to opt for a different discount, which offers a more lucrative discount than the ones I just mentioned earlier. But I'm glad to hear that they're allowing you to either combine it or it's a better deal. So that's awesome, dude. Kind of learned something today. Like it. All right, time for one one or two more emails. We'll keep things going here. have got some quick ones lined up. We've got James from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Next time, James writes, First of all, thank you so much for all you do with the podcast. Very informative and keep me in cruise state of mind until my next one. I admit, though, they usually make me hungry because you talk so much about the great dining on Royal Caribbean ships. We went on our first cruise on Harmony back in June and fell in love with cruising, planning another one in 2020, most likely on Anthem of the Seas. My question is, why are there never any 10-plus night cruises to the Southern Caribbean during the summer? Is it too hot? I see those cruises come up during the fall though, th- uh, through spring, but never in summer. My wife is a teacher, and it's hard for her to take off during those times. There are many spots I would like to go, plus the extra nights are not a bad thing either. Just curious why that is. That's a great question, James. It has to do with supply and demand. First and foremost, the Caribbean is in the off season in the summer. The cruising the Caribbean is prime season or peak season. It's definitely fall through spring. That's when it's cold up north. That's when people want winter escapes. In the summertime, what happens is a lot of Royal Caribbean ships and a lot of cruise ships in general go over to Europe because that is their peak season. Europe is huge in the summertime, and cruising in winter in Europe is largely... Not a thing, especially well, not for Royal Caribbean or Carnival, but I'm sure there are some cruise lines that do that. But anyway, the peak season over there is Europe. The same reason why you can't really get a Royal Caribbean cruise in Europe in the winter because it's not peak season. And Royal Caribbean is all about the monies, so they go where the demand is, and so they offer them in, they offer the Southern Caribbean cruises in the in the winter, fall, spring, because that's when there's more demand. It is hotter down in. Southern Caribbean, But I think it really has to do with the fact there's just so much inventory over in Europe, because of all the demand for European cruises, that as a result, there's just simply no other ships that can offer sailings to the Southern Caribbean, even if Royal Caribbean wanted to offer them. Thus, that's why you have it. I'd also point out one more thing, which is that, in general, James, I'm going to make a generalization. I guess maybe I made that clear by saying the word in general, but nonetheless is that as Americans, Americans really don't like taking longer than one-week cruises. We don't like to take longer than one-week vacations. It's very rare to see longer sailings in North America, whereas in Europe, a seven-night cruise is like a four-night cruise over here. It's kind of like, oh, that's cute. You're going on a short sailing. But in North America, you really don't see those longer sailings. You certainly do. You're right, James. They do come up when you get into that peak season down uh, in, the, uh, in the fall and winter and spring because you've got so much more inventory to work with and they've got to have a little more variation but in general, that's also not working to your advantage. Like, you know, you could have Freedom of the Seas, who's based in free, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, year-round, offer, you know, 10-night cruises. But the reality is there's not that much, not as much demand. Once you get past seven nights, I, I feel like, I, I don't agree with this. I'm just telling you, stating my observation, that Americans don't want to take more than a week off of work, right? A Monday through Friday kind of thing. When you get beyond that, you're kind of like, you know, some people still only have two weeks of vacation time. So that's like that's half your vacation, that's half your vacation allotment for the year, and to spend it on 10 or 14 nights and do it on one foul sweep, most people aren't willing to do that, so, I mean, that's a little more into, you know, the tendencies of North Americans and whatnot, but I think that factors in somewhat, at least during the summertime, so, no, unfortunately, James, you're kind of out of luck, I'm sorry to tell you that, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it kind of is what it is. And we have time for one more email, and it is from Murph from Durham, North Carolina. Fritz, I'm joining you on the group cruise in March, shameless plug, on Mariner of the Seas. I'm traveling solo and was wondering on how we all meet once on board. Thanks to the great podcast. Keep up the good work. Well, Murph, dude, I didn't plan to read your email on this episode, but this worked out really well. When you're cruising solo or coming with family, it doesn't matter who you're cruising with, quite frankly. On a group cruise, what it's all about is obviously meeting people. So we try to establish it early on. One of the things I've learned from group cruises that we've done is it's really important from the success of a group cruise to get everyone in the same place and meeting each other early on. So that way, that's how, you know, friendships can, can form, quite frankly. And the way we do that is a couple things, Murph. And you probably heard this earlier, but I'm going to repeat it anyway for the purposes of your email. Number one is, you know, wear, buy a Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise t-shirt. Yes, that's a shameless plug, Murph. But I'm also going to point out that that way everyone will know on the first day you're in the group cruise. Number two, you'll have a lanyard and a name tag. Wear your lanyard all around the ship, even, you know, every day. Because that way other people can identify you. And they're like, oh, that guy's on the group cruise. It's an easy conversation starter. Uh, number three, come to as many events as you can. Early on, it's really behooves you. You don't have to be the life of the party. You don't have to be cracking jokes and carrying the conversation. You can just simply be there and smile. Uh, that's all you need to do. There'll be people who will do that for you. Don't worry about that. But the bottom line is you can serve a role as being part of the conversation, being part of the group. So showing up is like half the battle. And I think from there, that if you do those things... I really feel like, Murph, you're probably off to set yourself up as well as you can to meet people on board. The events are what we try to do. A lot of times we set up events. You know, there'll be an event for the day, and we all come to the event. And some people will inevitably break off from that event after it's over to go do something else together. You know, so I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to go head over to the, you know, when your to grab lunch? Or I'm going to go over to, I don't know, the Solarium for a swim or this bar. Who? Anyone want to join me? Yeah, I'll go. And Before you know it, you're closing down the casino bar with, no, that's... That's, wait, that's my experience. Uh, but a lot of friendships can form in those very easy things. So if you do the things I mentioned, I think you'll be off to a great start. And thank you, Murph, for the email. Thank you to everybody for the wonderful messages. I do appreciate that. And, of course, you can always send me your emails by sending them to matt, M-A-T-T, at blog.com matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.